this live stream had a little bit of a hiccup there getting started um, but uh, I think things are looking good now so um, you know welcome to another uh, Sunday live hope everybody's had a really uh, great week um, so just to mention here I'm um, streaming live on uh, YouTube Facebook, it's looking good. And also um, to the podcast, check out the podcast, um, which um, this I'll, I'll be reposting this so you could uh, check this out um, on, um, on whatever podcast uh, um, or platform you use. So I'll be taking your questions and uh, maybe playing around a little bit. So I'm going to start out by um, playing a little bit on um, uh, doing a little improv on uh, body and soul. Thank you. 
So I've been really um, checking that tune out a little bit uh, lately. I'm really enjoying it. I kind of like the, some of the directions that um, it takes um, harmonically and, um, and just kind of playing with lines and uh, phrases, working through that, and, and also you know some chords and, and all that. So um, so I've been playing that, that one um, a little bit and I, I'm planning to do a little bit of a, um, a YouTube short um, on that as well. So um, I haven't quite exactly figured out how I'm gonna uh, work with those shorts. I've, I've done two so far and, um, and so um, I'll probably spend some time watching some other uh, YouTubers and other channels and things, seeing what they're doing uh, with it. So, so far I just, did a little bit of playing, but um, as far as fitting um, musical forms in a specific amount of time, it's, that's a, kind of a challenging thing. So um, maybe I'll do some mini lessons or, or just play on a section of a song and have a brief talk or something on it. But um, that's the thing I've been doing <clears throat> a little bit here. Again, I'm sort of bringing this back. I was trying this a while ago, but um, so I'm muting the microphone here as I'm playing. So I'm using a little foot switch down there called a power mute. Um, so hopefully that's not too clicky or anything, but um, I'm setting it. So, so the, always the issue with that was um, clicking it and then clicking it off and then forgetting <laughs> and then talking and then having the, the mic muted, which is really frustrating experience for, uh, for listeners. And of course for me too, after not realizing that and, um, you know, finding that out, but anyway, it has a, has multiple settings. And so I, I set it up. So now I just like set it, hold it while I'm playing and then let it go. Hopefully. And I'm not, but um, even then, I, I might leave it, leave it on, uh, leave the mic on if I just do a quick little demonstration on something. Um, so I'm going to offer some some tips on how I, I might sort of think about um, improvising, or not really think about it, but how how I might. Um, uh, conceptualize some of the uh, perspective on it. Um, so think about a key area, like the key of um, D flat, and then kind of think about what the five chord sounds like with that and that's a really important aspect of 
of the whole thing is this like, okay, what key are we in? Um, what does the five to one sound like? So we're in the key of five flats, uh, we're in major. So that's incredibly important there. So, um, and then as the changes are, are passing through, um, really think about the specifics of what certain chords are kind of doing and how that might might be out an outside tone or 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 what if even if it's not outside then uh what is it what are the specifics of it so let's say like the the a flat to um you know what are those kinds of tones on that going to the to the one so can we get can we just play in the key of d flat and create a resolution it's all kind of built in there um, and then of course you could you know get try something a little bit more outside um, a lot of a lot of options there and um so but but that's kind of the fundamental layer of things is like what's the tonic what are the seven notes in that in that key area and if there's a a change in those you know what are the specific tones of that particular chord or um or what's a little bit outside so it starts on the two chord switch to this right and then it goes to a, a tone that's a little outside right we don't have this d natural in the key of d flat so good thing okay you know how does that how does that differ you know from from our our key center and really again you have a lot a ton of options but um but those are those are some and i would say you know when it comes to improvisation it's just more uh, levels of awareness um and kind of creating melodies um, with with that with that kind of awareness but um, uh, if you're practicing working on some of the some of these things see if you can try to take a kind of bridge the um, the perspective of the key that you're in like D flat and also whatever the specific chord is in that in that given moment all right so we get to D flat a little bit later on in the progression that we go to to the G G flat I'm gonna think okay, what's different again what's it like we did on that other chord like what's something a little bit different there's a little something a little bit outside of that the area right so D flat we have this down here the F we have I'm an F flat so. right and then if we if you have that change you might, might say okay 
maybe think about maybe even that that just that change or the, those I did about four chords there um, to to be able to kind of weave things through. But um, something I highly recommend is take just one chord change and try to really kind of work it out. Um, and just kind of works. So, how does it relate to to the tune as a whole, or the the key that we're in? And then, what are what are the specifics of what's going on in a given moment? And does it kind of relate to that? When we get to the um, the bridge, uh, we we have a pretty definitive uh, E center shift. So. We don't have to necessarily relate that to the original key as we go through, but let's talk a little bit more about the A section here. And um, take any questions that you have. Thanks for watching and uh, listening. Thanks for subscribing if you have already. And all right, so we'll just take take a few moments of the um, not really going chord by chord but just a few moments here so so we have if we have the C minor 7 flat 5 F7 say flat 9 um, so that's a moment where and say okay and think about doing this and any given like standard tune is these harmonic kind of situations come up like a lot on a lot of different tunes. So you might not have the same exact sequence of the whole A section or, um, or any of that, but um, some tunes do share um, large segments, but you know, you're going to have this two, five to the six chord. That's going to happen. In a lot of tunes, right? So we say, okay, the C minor seven flat five. There's nothing really outside of the key area on that one, but we can get kind of specific with those tones for that. Now, when we do get into the next chord, we end up with you know this this tone. So we say, oh, now on the F7, the A, we don't have an A right in the key of five flats. Right? So then investigate that a little bit. And one thing that you could try to do is take the, the key area and just change like that one, that one tone that's, that's a little outside. So we say, okay, well, Replace the A flat with A natural. Right? So what does that what does that give us? Okay. And to maybe try to play that sound through maybe a one octave shape, and um, sort of investigate that that sound. So that gives us. Kind of this five of of the six six chord.
So that's that's one thing um, you, you might you might find as as um, you're working on tunes and and working on um, kind of decoding all these things. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of folks of a variety of levels from beginner to intermediate and, and advanced. So um, everybody's going to be kind of on different levels of maybe understanding on, on some of these things. But um, when you, you know, let's say working on some things, I really recommend starting, starting with a tune and try to use maybe some of the theory to explain, you know, why certain progressions might do something and maybe investigate a little bit like we're doing. Um, I would, would, you know, or, you know, like listening to tunes and like, okay, why did they play an A natural in their line on that F, uh, F chord um, going up, you know, to this B flat minor. So um, um, rather than, which it probably just depends on the person, but um, rather than saying, okay, this scales real hip thing right now, or this, this particular mode is like, people say I need to know this one. Um, it's, it's hard to um, put that into, into use, but it's hard to put that into um, context. Um, so, you know, try to, and if you do it kind of that way, okay, I want to seek out Phrygian dominant and I know I need to know that. And that, that is a thing, you know, um, but you could, if, if you do go about it that way, you know, say, okay, well, uh, how do I, how do I apply that? You know, how do I apply that? um scale what what chord sound does it kind of fit on you know um and then you know at 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 some point um you know you might Maybe at this point right now, but I um, might even just kind of break away from from all of that and just say, okay, this 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 F seven chord, and how am I gonna kind of color it? Color it like that, like that, or right and just you know spend some time uh working on um just kind of exploring that um particular particular sound i'm gonna check around for any uh comments or questions Thanks for watching. Um, maybe I'll do a little playing on the on the segment that we just talked talked about. Mm -hmm.
Okay, so there are a few um, chords and lines going um, through those um, those chord changes for the A section into the uh, first uh, first repeat. So it'll play a little bit further. So let's say the second time through. Okay, so that's a bit of the, um, the uh, let's say second second A section. So uh, one thing I'm trying to illustrate here a little bit is um, is the idea of moving a little around around the neck to help with um, or or just to work on um, on range. You know, do you want deeper sounding tones and play over here? You want higher sounding tones over here. So one of the challenges for us as um, as guitarists is we we have to take you know a concept like let's say we learn the Phrygian dominant and we are really applying it like we're really doing it we we um, um, we kind of know where that comes up um, and and where it resolves and and I'll do all that and so then we have to really kind of um, be able to do that over the neck. And um, as guitars, we generally have like five basic regions that, and that, that falls into the whole caged uh, thing, C-A-G-E-D, um, open chords kind of thing. So, um, so, you know, when we have a concept like that, you know, we need to be able to you know, kind of know these kind of spots on the neck. Um, so I just went, you can see I, I went to the same, same shape way, way up here. So there, you know, we need to keep in mind those, those five regions. So one thing that I'm really emphasizing a lot for, um, um, members on the, on the channel and, um, um, is to even pare it down to a smaller level than that, which is to, do your octave shapes. You know, let's say let's say your chord is D flat, or you just really want to know where the tonic is very solidly. You know, to to play a couple octave shapes that you can play within uh, a few frets. So usually we can find an octave shape uh, over a couple strings or three strings um, within two or three frets. So that can give us a little bit of a, a framework. 
to work from, we can apply that to the, the tonic note. So we always know where that tonic is. We can apply that to the root notes of specific chords um, or even you know, parts, other parts of, of chords. So that's, that's a very um, kind of helpful thing to do. But so when I was, when I was playing, I think the first A I to recall, but I think, I think I kind of gradually went this way, which is a fairly natural way to end up because harmony kind of tends to sort of slowly meander to lower tones. So moving over towards the headstock is fairly, fairly natural way to follow uh, chord progressions. And then the, um, the second um, ending kind of guess slow, slowly moved in the opposite direction. So it slowly moved up, up here. Um, so that's, that's something where, um, if you're not already doing that, you know, trying to be able to move freely through, through changes and have control to, to follow your, your ear on, you know, uh, what, what tones do you want to go for a lower sound or higher sound up here? So, um, and one way to actually kind of really get solid with all that is to spend some time taking uh, one uh, position. So let's take, um, I'll play around a little bit with the, um, with the bridge and try to just limit myself to maybe one or two positions. So we start in D here, so. There, I'm playing. I, I think I limited myself. I think for the most part to maybe two positions, um, and that that ties in with the um, the whole cage thing too. So trying to work at um, having the control to maybe stay kind of put, but still working on the um, on the position changes. So the more that um, that we can do with um, the more connections that we can make in, in different positions, the more control we end up having over where our lines end up going. So when, when we're um, playing through some changes, we have a lot of reference points available to us. So we have, let's say, a note just before a particular change. Say we're kind of setting up that D major. So then we say, okay, we have these, let's say two notes. Maybe we have a note, a whole 
step or half step away from one of those tones. And then we have something to kind of kind of land on. Or if we um, you know, are up here, you know, then we can we can follow that. Or let's say we want to play we want to target the the nine. Right? Then we have that kind of reference point um, to work with. So um, so oftentimes um we we get really good at certain certain things so when we when we do get really good at that we want to of course use that so a lot of times we're starting out we get really good at this chord and this chord d both d major 7 and then we might get really good at finding notes Sort of around that area and so and so that's all very good because we do want to play from the knowing so we, we, we want to get very good at that especially if we perform or we're just playing for fun um we want to be able to play without thinking basically we just want to play with from awareness like i mentioned earlier so we're kind of aware of where the notes are we're following our ear so we can say, okay, we're at that. So, but when you get into playing changes, you might try to become more aware of some of those inversions of those chords and be able to maybe play melodically kind of in the area where some of those tones might be. So um, inversions can really help to, to tie in to all that, give ourselves a reference point, and also those octave shapes, which I mentioned earlier, that also can build um, more reference points so that when you do kind of work through changes, you can, say, connect from, from one harmony to the next in a linear way um, to to um to to guide where things go and then of course we can use our own um intuition but if if we have fewer reference points then um sometimes the uh the lines can sound maybe just dis disjointed so let's say play through the the, the bridge a little bit so Okay, now if you know this, that, you know, that all kind of works. You can, right? But um, if you if you kind of have a little bit more of um, um, More maybe some more references reference points. I'm not speaking for anyone, but um, if you do have all those reference points, um, then you know you can create a very smooth uh, maybe line. So um, so those are some things I'd like to just offer for um, consideration when um, uh, working to develop. Um, 
lines and and just kind of kind of being um you know have, having some creative efforts at uh um uh, playing playing changes in a melodic uh kind of way and we're sort of lucky too as guitarists you know to have um the ability to play a lot a lot of tones because we we can use this these tones as a visual uh spatial reference and an auditory reference and we can you know pretty quickly say oh i'm gonna play this chord and then try to hear that in my mind's ear and then Mind the ear, you know, what all this sort of sounds sounds like and what we're kind of playing against. So we have that kind of context. Okay, so I'm gonna play over the final A section here just to kind of play around, complete the the tune a little bit. So there I'm playing a little bit more um, in a particular particular position and working through those um, those kinds of changes. So that's another example of uh, of doing all that. So um, check around for comments and things. Um, Um, yeah, so I, I did move up the time a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't throw anyone off. So, um, so John just wrote in, thanks for writing in. I'm glad you could make it. Awesome. Really appreciate you making it. Um, and so it's really good to see folks come in and, and just say hello. It's like good to get to know folks. I'm curious to know, you know, if um, anyone has any thoughts on um, the shorts. Um, like I said, um, and if you're not familiar with it, the um, shorts are these little videos, kind of like TikTok-like videos. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but um, but they're either 15 seconds or 60 seconds, and I released a couple of them. Um, and... Uh, um, I've I've watched a couple of folks. I haven't watched a lot of them. I've watched one or two um, by some other YouTubers, um, but um, I think some folks are doing like mini lessons. But I'm, I'm just curious um, if anybody has any ideas to throw out there on um, um, or any opinions. You know, is it cool to just play for a minute? And that's it, not say anything. I don't know. I kind of, that's what I've kind of done. That's what I did last time. <laughs> um, so, um, 
you know, 60 seconds is just not a lot of time. Um, so, uh, I don't know, but, um, and then, uh, just kind of having the, the phone there. I'm not sure if uh, one of the, one thing appealing that's appealing from my perspective is just to just kind of sit down and do a raw video of, um, just playing and, um, and just sort of saying it is, it is what it is. Um, but a after doing that, I watched, you know, I watched a, I think a Rick Beato short and I'm like, wow, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty, uh, sophisticated, uh, video. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's got, you know, it's got some production to it. Um, but, uh, so then that, that is something that takes a bit of time to do. Okay, I've got a message here. I just want to make sure this is not relating to the video or any. Okay, looks like we're good. So um, I released the um, Rose Room video. Finally got that one out there. I've been meaning to get that out there. So I hope folks are having some fun with that. Um, I'm trying to keep it real slow at the beginning. Um, so that was a really, that was a really cool solo. solo. Um, a lot of people have, or I've had at least one comment saying that, uh, um, that folks have played that before and learned that before. And I think there are some other... Um, videos on it out there on youtube so kind of a kind of a good one i think to have on the have on the channel and have up so um um i was really excited to to do that one um so we did a little bit of an analysis on that in the member area but uh, but um um i've been meaning to put that together um for a, quite a while and uh finally had the opportunity to do that um Yep, John says one man productions require tedious time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's it it does take a tremendous amount of, of time to uh, to do all the all the production and everything. Absolutely, I'm I'm happy to hear that is understood and identified with. Sounds like awesome. <laughs> It is quite a lot. It's, it's um, keeping up with, you know, I've got to keep up with, uh, with playing. Got to keep up with uh, practice. I got to do um, a ton of uh, production type stuff. And 
problem solving. Yeah, from what I've heard, some of some of the um, bigger channels, um, you know, they they start to, um, um, you know, get get help um, with with uh, the video side of things. Um, they get uh, help maybe even with uh, with mixing, maybe mixing and mastering. Um, so um, I've been trying to keep, um, not even really trying, but I've been keeping things really simple uh, out of out of kind of um, necessity as far as video editing goes. So um, most things um, try to do fairly live on the spot and um I, I really like the the live format so even some of the videos that i do i just i just kind of just do them live and then um uh sometimes i i pause too long or um or speak too slowly um for for the videos so sometimes i'll just chop a little bit out i think i did that with um with this rose room video so just just cut out some of the the space to try to do little little quick things, but those those videos take good amount of time, quite amount good amount of time to, to do. I think the Rose Room video um, it it probably probably took about six hours, uh, something like that. Um, so um, so yeah, it's it's quite it's quite a lot of work. Um, I'll share a couple of maybe looks. I know you won't be able to see this on the podcast, but, um, if you are if you are listening on the podcast, um, uh, I'll share a couple looks at some kind of cool and interesting pentatonic scales that we've been uh, checking out. Uh, let's see if I can bring bring all that up. So here is kind of kind of the idea is um, taking a, a chord. It's all about dominant seven. So we took G seven and and looked at um, just applying different pentatonic scales, kind of to all that. Um, and some of them are kind of in a while, a little out there. Um, so just. And checking out different sounds, um, dominant pentatonic. Looked at a bunch of different uh, of those kinds of kinds of things. Um, 
Um, so that's kind of fun um, to to think a little bit about um, pentatonic scales. And um, one thing in my my efforts to um, uh, teach sort of the uh, components of how you know, different scales, arpeggios, and all this sort of kind of interconnect is um, is to take um, different numbers of tones. So like a pentatonic, that's five note um, scale. Uh, a lot of the arpeggios for the um, seventh chords, basic seventh chords, four tones and triads, three tones and you know six tones, whole tone scales or uh, um, blue scales or um, you know seven note scales. Those are kind of like the um, major scales and all that. Um, and even eight note scales like octatonic scales. And so just kind of spending a little time with each one of these numbers, you know, things that you can do with uh, three notes, four notes, five notes, six notes, seven notes, eight notes. And um, so I actually, actually did a little bit of a talk um, about d dividing the active, you know, kind of in various ways and uh, trying to kind of maybe do, do some things to sort of even it out, um, all that. So spending a little time with... Uh, Dominant pentatonic, and this is more like imp improv topics. Improv topics were going over um, um, some of the uh, concepts in uh, the Jerry Berganzi series of improvisation um, books. He's got a whole series of books on that. Um, so we took some of his suggested um, pentatonic scales. And um, and also, I did some that I kind of gave my my take on um, as well. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for checking out this video. I hope you've or this uh, live stream. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Or um, yeah, so far. And um, this will be this will be available for uh, replay as well. Great. Thanks again, and I'll see you all in the next one.